I'll be reading from Luke 2, beginning in verse 25. And let's, uh, let's be surprised again this year of God's great love for us in Christ. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. And when his parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Let's pray and ask the Lord's blessing on this time. Father, we thank you this evening for your promises. We thank you for your word. And Lord, as we consider uh, the gospel of Christ, would, would you open our hearts afresh this evening? We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. I'm the guy that you buy Christmas presents for who does not like to be surprised. I'm not encouraged by surprises. I prefer to know as much as possible in advance. I get nervous when I don't know what's going to happen. So surprises are not my favorite thing. The problem for me with surprises is that you never know if you're going to like it or not. And I'm prone to have way too high expectations. Even when it comes to Christmas presents tomorrow, it doesn't bother me at all if I know in advance what I'm going to get, if I get anything. I hope we'll see tonight from this passage very briefly that we will see the surprise in Jesus' first days of life, which are difficult and wonderful at the exact same time. Luke 2 is familiar. We've read most of it this evening. But I want to focus very quickly just on the reaction of Mary and Joseph when they heard words which other people were saying about their son. Look back into the story. The words of Luke 2 record that Joseph and Mary brought their baby Jesus to Jerusalem to fulfill all that was required of them in their Jewish tradition. There were customs which Old Testament Israel required, and Jesus, being born under this law and having law-abiding parents, they did their duty to fulfill all of these requirements. They brought Jesus to the temple where he was dedicated to the Lord, and while they were there, an older man came and spoke directly to them. This man was Simeon, and he had been waiting on Jesus all of his life. Think about that. His life was remarkable. We know very little about him, but his life was about bearing witness to God fulfilling his promises to send a Savior. And in this scene, he's holding baby Jesus, and his life is now complete. God is in his hands. And as he held Jesus in his arms, he gave Mary and Joseph an incredibly powerful prophecy of what was to happen to their little boy. He was indeed going to do mighty things. But notice Mary and Joseph's reaction. They seemed so surprised. Verse 33 says, they marveled at what was said about their son. 
I find it fascinating that Joseph and Mary could continue to be shocked by anything about this baby. But it appears that Simeon's words surprised even them a bit, that their baby's future was even more extraordinary than they had already been told. Think about all that they had been through already. Think about all that Mary and Joseph had seen. Even though Mary had been a pregnant virgin and had spoken directly with an angel in the past year, now there's more information and they're marveled. I mean, seriously, how many more surprising things could they hear? But look, at, look back at Simeon's words and notice the significance of what was said about Jesus and why even his parents were taken aback. Verses 29 through 32 says Jesus would be the salvation of people all over the world. Every place on earth was to be impacted by this boy in Simeon's arms. He was a light to the Gentiles, a group of people who were outside of God's promises. He was the glory to the people of Israel, the fulfillment of everything they had ever hoped. If that wasn't enough, Simeon continued in his declarations. Verse 34, he said, this child was to be the causing of falling and rising of many in Israel. Says that he will be a sign that will be spoken against. That is, he'll have enemies. And so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and even a sword will pierce his parents' heart. This child who Mary had given birth was going to be a sign to the entire world and would divide the world. People will either rise or fall because of the baby that Simeon is holding. Even after all that Mary and Joseph had been through in the past year, even their own hearts would soon be pierced by this boy. Seriously, there's no way they could have expected even this. They could only marvel at this news, what had taken place, what was true, who their eyes were focused upon. Their baby was the most important person ever born. No one else divides every part of the globe for all of history. As I've pondered these words the last few days, I keep thinking about this idea that Jesus is a sign. Of all the descriptions that we have for him, we rarely use that word. We know what a sign is. It gives us information. It's a needed message for us. We really can't live without signs. We need them. We're lost without them. We need to know the truth, and signs have been part of human existence for all time. Jesus is a sign. Jesus is a sign even spoken against. That is, Jesus divides the world. And here is Simeon, who had waited his entire life for Jesus to come, Yet he is instructing Mary and Joseph that Jesus will cause people to fall and he will be spoken against. Jesus was, and Jesus continues to be, the issue of division throughout the world. And his sign to the world is simply this, that he is God, that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. Yes, that he will suffer and he will die by the desire of his own father, and he will rise again as proof that his sacrifice was effectual. And his sign will be loved by all those who believe in him. For those who have experienced this rise of Jesus and not the fall, who have seen him spiritually and have had your hearts pierced even by his spirit this evening, we gather tonight yet again to proclaim our loyalty to him 
and be reminded even more so of his greater loyalty to us. You see, his sign to us is more wonderful than we could have ever hoped. His sign to us this evening is that, in fact, he is our Savior. He is our Emmanuel. He's our friend. He's our good shepherd. He's our Lord. He's our prophet. He's our priest. He's our king. And he reigns in heaven for us tonight. I'm not sure if Mary and Joseph enjoyed hearing the news of their baby. It was so weighty. It was so powerful. But I'm sure they enjoyed knowing that their hearts would be connected to the God who created them. That he would use even their son for that purpose. I'm sure they were surprised to learn the depth of God's love for them. So my heart for us this evening, my prayer for us tonight, my hope for us as a church, is that let us be surprised again tonight. Let us be surprised again this year of the love and the power of this baby who came for us, of this king who rules for us, of this savior who is returning someday for us. Let's join with Mary and Joseph and marvel again at the words that we hear about our savior, our Christ. He can change even our hearts. Amen, amen. Let me pray and ask that the Lord would do these things in our lives tonight. Father, as we consider these truths, as we consider the reality, Jesus, that you came for us, that you are God and that you love us. Father, encourage us tonight to be worshipers of you as our king. We bow before you tonight. We love you. We thank you that this message is true. 